0: The Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kieran Kapoor, brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. Hello and welcome. This week, we are going to be talking about a marketing dilemma, and it's a, a real dilemma that in fact, I'm actually going through at the moment with the Cambridge Marketing College. Um, so I'm actually going to hand over to a guest interviewer, Charlotte Lestien, and uh, Charlotte, we will take it from there. So Charlotte, welcome back to the show.
1: So Karen, I'm going to interview you about, as you said, our new dilemma. So. It's a dilemma, but we are lucky to have a dilemma because it's a good dilemma to have, like a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. So we have just had an Ofsted expe- inspection. The report is now live. We are very happy and very proud about the outcomes. But the question is, what should we do about it? Should a college, should Cambridge Marketing College promote Ofsted? So before discussing it, let's go back to the beginning. So Karen, what is Ofsted?
0: Ofsted is the the Department of Education's inspection arm. And Ofsted goes around inspecting any form of education. So they inspect nurseries, they inspect schools, Our branch of Ofsted is the Further Education and Skills area, because we teach apprenticeships and that's what they were looking at. But they also go out and inspect education in prisons, for example. So they do look at education in lots of wide settings. They inspect to a framework, it's called the Education Inspection Framework, in fact, which is published and is freely available. People can look at it and see how schools and colleges are being analysed. But what most people know about Ofsted is that they give you a single word rating. So at the end of an inspection, they write a report and then they give you this one word and the word is outstanding or good or inadequate or requires, um, requires improvement. And what most of us know about Ofsted is that single word, not everything else that goes on behind it.
1: Okay, so before we go back to this single word, uh, I would like to know what are Ofsted looking at? So uh, because Cambridge Marketing College is a training provider for apprenticeships, they're from 16 years old to 55 years old, I think, and maybe mm-hmm. 70% of all our apprentices are adults. So can we assume that uh, the quality of education is the main criteria?
0: Funnily enough, no, it isn't. Well, it depends how you define quality of education. So, Ofsted has um, basically five things that they look at. The first most important and overarching one is safeguarding. So, the main thing they are looking for is that all our learners are safe. Now, as you said, we have some learners um, uh, that are under the age of 18 and they are technically legally classified as children. Now they're all, they're all working, but they are legally children. So we have a particular duty of care to them, but we also have a duty of care of safeguarding, looking at the wellbeing of all of our um, apprentices. So that's one of the things that Ofsted look for in any education setting is how safe and well are your learners. And then under that, they have four areas that they look at And each of these is weighted the same. And I think that may surprise people. So one of those is indeed quality of education. You know, just how good are you at teaching a curriculum? How good is your curriculum? How well is it put together? And how well do you teach it? And I think for most of us, we would assume that that was the main thing that Ofsted, being looking at education, would be concerned about. But in fact, it's only one of four things that they look at other than safeguarding. So another area they look at is the behaviour and attitudes of your learners. Now, you can see in a school setting, that might be quite important. If the children aren't behaving well, it's quite hard for them to learn anything. And you can have a great curriculum, but you can't teach them. I do challenge a little bit when you're dealing with adults, whether that's so important. but
1: And online learning, I believe.
0: Yes. Quality of education, behaviours and attitudes. Um, then the next one is personal development so are you developing them as, as human beings um, which is outside for apprentices that's actually slightly outside just being marketing apprentices it's it's a, a whole area of them that we are supposed to be looking at including careers advice and what have you and then the final one is leadership and management um, very very hard as a leader not to take that one incredibly personally so those are the four areas um, they look for apart from safeguarding you've got quality of education. Um, behaviors and attitudes, personal development, and leadership and management. And each of those is weighted the same. That's surprising, effectively. Mm. Um, and
1: can you let us know what happens in an offset in- inspection? So, how long does it last? How many ins- inspectors come? When do you know they're coming? Anything?
0: Okay. Um, it's a very good question. So because I think people assume that maybe you just have a couple of people that turn up for a day or so and have a look around. So we had six inspectors for four full days. So that's 24 human days of work. <laughs> but in case anyone's thinking about it. Um, the Friday before they come in, you are phoned by Ofsted in the morning, so, a lot of us, um, when you're running an institution, you you know that you might get that Friday call. So, it's it's slightly stressful every Friday morning Are we going to get the call. Um, so, you get the call in the morning, we then have a, a call with the chief inspector. You always have a lead inspector on um, in any inspection. And you have a meeting with your lead inspector for, I think ours was a two-hour planning meeting then you've got to get lots of information to them. Bear in mind, this is a Friday. You've got to get lots of information to them on that day. And on the Monday morning um they will tell you which of their, the learners that they want to speak to in our case they actually went out to some of our learners and went out to some of the employers they went on their premises um, they will tell you which tutorials they want to sit in on um, any classes they want to attend all of that they will tell you what it is that they want to look at and there's a lot of paperwork to get to them they wanted to see our policies and our procedures so tuesday morning six inspectors arrive <laughs> um, and the first thing as a leader I have to do is give them a, a presentation, which is exactly 10 minutes long, telling them who we are and, and what we do. And actually, I thought that was a really good part of the inspection because it gave me a chance to talk about some of the jargon that we use, some of the things that we that we do. And then they are literally off. They have the absolute right to pop into any classroom, into any teaching session to talk to anybody that they wish to. They will quite naturally talk to the safeguarding, um, the designated safeguarding lead, which is the person that runs the safeguarding. Um, as the leader, I got grilled several times. They wanted to talk to my governor. So they, you know, there's a lot of interviewing that goes on. Um, so that's that's essentially how it works. And then on the Friday, you get told your, um, they get given, you're given your report um, verbally, so you know what they found. They do give you some recommendations, which is very useful. And then they give you that all important single word grade, which you know is the bit that everyone is going to ask you about.
1: So I kind of understand why you didn't sleep very well on a lot during (laughs) this week when they were with us. And I think on top of that, you ended up with a chest infection, and it's not really sorted yet. So, yeah.
0: why is it so intense? Why is it so intense to be inspected? There's several reasons. One is just the sheer numbers of people. I mean, I defy anybody to have twenty, you know, six people for four days, twenty-four human days of work, crawling over your business. You know, they're going to find something because no business is perfect. Um, so, you're always slightly on edge about what it is they're going to find. It You cannot get anything else done that week. I mean, they say keep running the institution as normal, but you just can't because, uh, you know, you're in regular meetings, you're in regular touch. I do feel that we had a very fair um, lead inspector and I do feel that we were kept informed about what was going on. I can't criticise the people of the did the inspection. In fact, I don't criticize them. I think they did they did a good job, but it is the pressure that you are under, and you know, at the end of it, there is that that grade. They have the potential to, you know, completely and utterly end your business. If at the end of that you come up with an inadequate or an overall requires improvement, you have some serious problems on your hands. People don't want to study with an institution that Ofsted has said is not adequate, uh, quite understandably. Mm-hmm. So there's, they have this incredible power that they just bring with them. And then the process itself, it's quite inquisitorial. Um, the meetings are very polite and they're very professional, but they are, I described it as being needled, you're constantly being pushed, it's like they're constantly pressing buttons. So yes, you you are glad when it's over then. Yes. I mean you, were in, you was, um, were also had a you you were also in um, had an inspector speak to you. How did you find it?
1: Intense. Mm. <laughs> As you say, you are grilled. Ofsted was quite present in the news this past two months. And unfortunately, not in glowing terms. Can you explain what happened? Yes.
0: And this is where our dilemma starts to come through. So Ofsted has been around for a number of years now. And I think we've all just put up with it, to be honest, it's been very stressful. We talk about it being stressful. Um, but it was just part and parcel of what you had to deal with. Very, very sadly, a head teacher took her own life before Christmas. And um, by all accounts, she ran an, an incredibly caring and supportive school. But before Christmas, she had an inspection. The inspectors, for whatever reason, um, decided they were going to downgrade the school from that one word outstanding to a one word inadequate. And they were particularly strict at the time that you couldn't talk to anybody else about what your grading was until the report was published. So this particular head teacher had to live with this knowledge all the way through Christmas and into the new year. Knowing that at some, it must have been she must have had this sort of sword hanging over her, that at some stage that report was going to land. She was going to have to look at her, her staff in the eye. She was going to have to look at parents across the playground. You know, and and it is very very serious. I mean, you get an inadequate rating, staff don't want to come and work for you, parents don't want to send their children to that school, quite understandably. So you, you get. There's a lot of pressure put on um, and very, very sadly, she decided that this was just too much pressure and she took her own life. This has set off a chain reaction against Ofsted when more and more head teachers are coming out and talking about how stressful it is. It's caused um, heart attacks, it's caused strokes, it's caused panic attacks. So that you... Uh, one of the stresses is that you know the call comes on a Friday, so it, it sits over over heads knowing that's going to happen. Most of the criticism has been around Ofsted in schools and recently in nursery settings. I haven't seen so much about the FE and skills section, which is the section that we were inspected by. But there's been a lot of backlash and some head teachers have decided that they are just not going to play into the Ofsted game. So they've removed um, a lot of the marketing around having a, a good inspection outcome. Um, they have decided that they are, you know, there's a big backlash against Ofsted. People are refusing to allow Ofsted on the premises. They are, you know, there's, it's been a, quite a big media story. And it left us with this massive dilemma about should we, therefore, be very big about the fact that actually our Ofsted inspection was had a good outcome.
1: Yes, I understand. But now I'm not sure you said a joke or not, because a few weeks ago you said uh, that you will retire before the next of inspection. Is it a joke? So I don't know.
0: What change would you like to see in the process so it is less brutal? I think there is a general movement against this one word um one word outcome. Um, it, you wouldn't do that to a child. Why would you do it to an education institution? I mean, I can't imagine telling one of our apprentices that oh, you're inadequate. I mean, you just don't do that. Um, so I think losing that single word, perhaps they've been talking about having scorecards and things coming in. I think that will make a difference. Um, I would like it to be less inquisitorial and more consultative and supportive. If and if I mean, if, if for for twenty four days, we could have had say two inspectors come in for a couple of days have a look at what we're doing say okay you're missing this and this we'll come back in and then they can set the time scale if it's really serious we'll be back in a month if it's not so serious we'll be back in three months six months a year and we'll come back and we'll just check how you're getting on and then if you still haven't done what we've asked for we'll publish a rating against you that would be fair enough but it would take away this um inquisitorial, very sort of scary thing. And actually, I think it would improve schools and colleges because you would be able to ask questions and say, well, how can I do that better? It would change the way that Ofsted are because at the moment they are inspectors, they are not consultants. But I think a consultative would be so much better. And you mentioned a few
1: times a single word linked to the Oftead report. So why is it so, Im- so important? So with your mum's hat, when you needed to choose a school for your son, with the Cambridge Marketing College CEO's hat for our apprentices, the employers, but also the staff. So why is it so important? What, uh, are you pleased and proud of
0: our grading and what it is? Okay, so our single word grading is good. Um, we, You get gradings under each of the headings, our, our report is published, it is openly available if anybody wishes to read it, you can find it on the Ofsted website and there's links from our website. Um, but our overall outcome for our apprentice provision was good, which makes us a good provider. And so yes, I am incredibly proud of that. It, it's our first ever inspection. Um we we learnt a lot through the inspection, not least at how stressful it was. Um I I was there were some moments during the inspection that took my breath away. One of the things the Ofsted does is they send out a survey and they send it to all your learners, to your employers, um, to all your teaching staff. And they there's only about thirty-six hours for the people to complete this survey. And a third of our apprenticeships Apprentices filled it in, um, and it's even higher proportion of our employers filled it in, um, and that was breathtaking. And I remember you were getting a lot of the comments back from employers saying either, "Oh, sorry, I didn't manage to complete the survey. Hope it goes well," or realize how important it is, so I found the time to complete the survey. And people wishing us good luck, and it was. There were there were moments that were really really touching. The level of support, the level of goodwill that came out of it. It's a it's a really weird team building experience, which isn't one I want to repeat. But there was definitely team building and bringing people together around around this sort of scary inspection. So yes, I am absolutely thrilled with our outcome. Um, you know, a, an Ofsted good provider is amazing. Um, why it's important? I think I've already said that parents, of course, look at look at a grading. If you're given a grade on an institution, you're going to look at it. Um, I think you've had employers that have said actually, if we were in certainly if we were inadequate, they wouldn't feel that they could use us. We would fail some form of due diligence testing, and you can understand why people would would choose to do that. Um, and now with my with my ceo hat on i understand much more about what goes on in the background i would be much more aware of reading the report and trying to look at what the issues were because maybe i don't think that the reason that somebody's been marked down is actually as important to me um but most of us will simply go on that single word of course we will because that's what what we're given if you were told something was gold silver or bronze you'd look at the gold providers if you're told there's outstanding good inadequate um, you're going to look at the outstanding and good of course you are so i think it is incredibly important and i am very proud of our grading well done (laughs) Mm -hmm. so
1: going back to our dilemma then uh, what do you think we should do? Should a college promote Ofsted? What do you think is appropriate? What should
0: we do? It's been a really, really hard dilemma because only six months ago, there wouldn't have been a question about it. You'd, you'd, got, an, you'd got an Ofsted good rating. You'd be shouting it from the hilltops. You know, it was just, that's fantastic. And the staff have all worked incredibly hard to get us to a position where we can get a good outcome. Um, And I'm very, very conscious of that. And that's the teaching staff, the admin staff, you know, there's a real care and concern that we wanted that rating, we were going to work really hard for it. And so if I don't shout about it, it's like I'm saying to everybody that works so hard, well, well done for working so hard, but never mind. And so that's wrong. But equally, I'm very mindful of the, the stress. I'm very supportive of um, the family of the head teacher who committed suicide for the other head teachers where it's affected their, their health or they've actually left the profession. And we are concerned that we are almost complicit in a system by saying we're going to shout about the fact that we're a good provider when we also know there are issues around Ofsted. However, that said, a lot of the criticisms are around the school's inspectors not our level of inspection. Um, So we're slightly outside the sort of main thrust of anger against Ofsted. But it was a real dilemma. We've had many debates internally about what we should do. In the end, I've decided that we are going to um, talk very openly about the fact that we had a dilemma, hence our conversation. But also I am going to say loud and proud that we worked very hard to get that good status. We were very supported by employers and apprentices to help us get to that good status. And I think it's unfair not to celebrate that. I completely agree. Yes. So thank you very much, Karen. Well done for these good results. Well done all of us, in fact. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Charlotte. And yes, it is well done. It really is a team effort. It's um It's, as I said, it's been the weirdest form of team bonding I could possibly imagine. And next time I think we'll stick to making chocolate cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) The Cambridge Marketing Podcast from Cambridge Marketing College, training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.